Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hello and welcome to Israel and You, where we bring Israel and the Jewish people into focus. I'm your host, Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Israel Team has gathered leaders from the world of sports, business, theology, law, education, and Israel advocacy to fulfill two main objectives, to help Christians develop a love for the Hebraic roots of their faith and understand their role in God's end-time restoration of Israel and the Jewish people. Our second objective is to inform Christians about the alarming rise of anti-Semitism in America and the decline of support for the Jewish people within evangelicalism. Our main work is on evangelical college campuses where we're seeing an alarming decline in support of Israel and the Jewish people. For the first part of our show today, I'm going to share with you my own personal journey, how I came into this understanding of loving the Jewish people and supporting the Jewish state of Israel. The second half of our program today, we interview a very special guest, Stuart Roth, who's Senior Counsel of the American Center for Law and Justice, an organization that is dedicated to defending Israel in the International Criminal Court in The Hague and addressing the alarming rise of anti-Semitism in America. So I want to share with you my own personal journey, how I came to this place of understanding God's end-time purpose for the Jewish people and Israel. My, my grandmother's Jewish, and my grandmother, in the mid-1930s, she uh, had a vision of the Lord. And soon after, she was walking down the streets of uh, Los Angeles with my father, who was about five years old at the time. And my grandmother heard music coming from a building. She walked in, and she heard the message of Jesus, and she received him as her Lord and Savior, a a Jewish woman receiving a Jewish Messiah. And when I was four years old, my father was tragically killed by a drunk driver. And so I was raised by my grandmother uh, in many ways and raised on Jewish food and Yiddish humor and Jewish culture. And when my grandmother passed away, her name was Rose, I remember she laid her hands on my head And she pleaded with me that I would go to Israel and find her family. And so I I went to undergrad, majored in Bible and theology, went to grad school, an evangelical graduate school, majored in Christian education. And I forgot my grandmother's dying wish for my life, that I would connect with my Jewish roots and find my family in Israel. I rejected every Israel trip that came my way. I I didn't see any connection between my faith as a Christian and Israel. And I began to teach, as I became a pastor, I, I began to teach a subtle replacement theology. What is replacement theology? It's a theology that says that God has rejected Israel, that there's no significance for the Jewish people in our day. I would teach that wherever you see Zion, in the Bible. It's really speaking of the church. It's not speaking of Israel because God has rejected Israel. 
So I saw no significance of uh, God's end time purpose for the restoration of Israel. I taught that the church was really God's end time purpose, not somehow the church's restoration and Israel's restoration moving in, in a parallel. And so I truly believe that Israel and the Jews had been set aside. And I came to this conclusion as a Jew, if you can believe that. And so replacement theology during the Middle Ages, they, they taught that uh, the Jews would come into the mass on a Sunday and they would steal the host and they preached this myth called the desecration of the host, that the Jews would take the, the host, the bread home, and they would take a knife and they would slice into the bread and crucify Jesus once again. And so there were all these myths that were taught about the Jews during the Middle Ages spawned by this theology called replacement, that God has replaced the Jews with the church. Uh, bring it up to 1935, Gerard Kittel, who is a New Testament professor in the country of Germany, a strong evangelical Bible scholar. He wrote a book entitled The Answer to the Jewish Problem. And he said the German Jews in Germany, they need to be expelled. He even went so far as to say we should exterminate them, put them to death. And so for an evangelical college professor in 1935 to call for the extermination of Jews, you can see how deep replacement theology had affected uh, Germany. So Hitler gave the German church, both Protestant and Catholic, what they were hoping for. The question is, who poured the Ziklong B gas into the gas chambers? Well, they were college-age, young, baptized German Christians. After the Holocaust, this theology that had inspired Christians to massacre the Jews, this theology died down. But in the last 20 years, it's come back full steam uh, in the world and especially in America. It's known as replacement theology, supersessionism, or triumphalism. And it's spreading across evangelical college campuses. And sad to say, my theological leanings were leaning in that direction. As a Jew, my theological leanings were in that direction. Well, again, I was a pastor for many years. In 2002, I'm sitting in my office and wasn't thinking about Israel. And suddenly the Holy Spirit came into my office and I can only say it was an epiphany of some kind. And I began to weep uncontrollably. And the Lord began to speak to me and said, you're a Jew. You need to fulfill your grandmother's desires and go to Israel and, and find your family. Well, I walked out of my office. My secretary, Cheryl, was sitting there and she said, what is happening? I said, I don't know. But I know one thing. I'm going to Israel to find my family. I went back in my office. I'm weeping. I knelt down by my chair. And I said, God, what are you saying to me? Well, the next morning, uh, my secretary came in. She had an envelope in her hand. And she said, Pastor Free, I think you need to take a look at this. I opened up the envelope, and it was a letter from the Israeli government. This is just the next day after God dealt with my heart. And it was an invitation to Israel. It was during the time of the Intifada when very few people were traveling to Israel. So I called my uncle Harry Stern, my, my grandmother's brother-in-law, who lived in Hawaii at the time, a, a Jewish man. He gave me the number of the, the family in Israel. Three weeks later after this experience, I'm on a, a, a flight, an LL flight to Tel Aviv, Israel. God works in mysterious ways. I was getting on the plane and I asked the man if you had an aisle seat in coach. 
and he handed me a ticket. He said, I think you might like this one better, sir. I looked down, it was first class ticket all the way to Israel. I said, God, you do have a sense of humor. Well, did my trip to Israel with the Israeli government, called my family, and uh, they invited me to their house. They said, who are you? I said, I'm Rose's grandson. And this man, his name was David, my father's first cousin. He said, Rose doesn't have a, uh, there, there is no Rose. Um, I said, well, I'm Celia's great-grandson. She said, he said, Celia only has one daughter. His, her name is Paulina. I said, well, there was another daughter. You see, my grandmother's family had disconnected with her because of her faith in the Lord. And so he called his sister in Tel Aviv, and she said, I've kept this secret for 50 years. I've lived with Aaron's great-grandmother when I was a student at UCLA, and she told me that there was another daughter that they had disowned because she had come to faith in uh, the Jewish Messiah, Jesus. And the man started crying. He pulled out the family genealogy. He wrote my grandmother's name and my name in the genealogy and laid his hands on my head and blessed me. Well, you can imagine this just disrupted my whole theology and my, my faith. I came back to the States. I started researching and writing, and, and I wrote a book called The Decree of Esther, another book called The Forgotten Blessing, which is on the Jewish concept of, of blessing, which has really been lost to the church. I wrote a book with Coach McCartney entitled Two Minute Warning. It's all about replacement theology. And uh, Coach McCartney, of course, was the president of Promise Keepers. And the 20th anniversary of Promise Keepers, I was standing on the platform with Coach Bill McCartney. And uh, we had prepared for this event. And I asked him, Coach McCartney, uh, when the days get darker for the Jewish people, would you be willing to wear the yellow star? My family, most of them died in the Holocaust. And they wore the yellow star to signify that they were Jews to separate them from others. Would you be willing, Coach, to wear the yellow star? And Coach McCartney said, I will. And 15,000 men came forward and they put on the yellow star. It was an amazing event. So when I wrote this book with Coach, I never dreamed in my lifetime that I would see the resurgence of replacement theology come back full cir circle as it has. And the last days, Jesus said, I'm going to separate the sheep from the goats the way that they treat my brethren. And he, I believe he's speaking about the Jewish people. Uh, Paul says in Romans eleven seventeen through 22, don't boast against the Jewish branches because if you boast against them, you yourselves will be cut off. And so I believe there's a, a great separation happening today. Uh, churches and denominations and colleges that reject the Jewish people, reject Israel. I think they're being separated. I think they're being cut off. And we're seeing this in mainline denominations that support uh, the BDS movement against Israel, that they really are calling for the expulsion of Jews out of the land of, of Israel. Uh, so three and a half years ago, I left my secure job as a pastor of a great, loving, wonderful church. And I started Israel Team Advocates. Uh, we do presentations on evangelical college campuses. We're, we're pushing back and creating an awareness. Our, our burden is for the church that, that they would not be cut off. And you're seeing so many mainline denominations today that are really heading in the wrong direction spiritually. And it's really because the first thing that they have done is they have rejected Israel.
And now spiritually, they're really in a, in a great desert, I believe. And what this theology, replacement theology teaches is that the Abrahamic covenant has been null and void, that Israel does not uh, really belong in the land of Israel. But what I say is that the Abrahamic covenant which God gave Abraham a land promise. If that covenant has been rejected by God, then all the covenants can be rejected by God. Even the new covenant can be rejected by God. But God never breaks a covenant. He never has, and he never will. And so the shocking truth is that college professors, evangelical campuses, they're embracing this re theology of replacement again. And I'm asking for your help today. I'm asking you to help me in Israel Team Advocates as we go out and we do presentations on college campuses and we do uh, roundtable discussions to talk about these issues with, with professors that are leaning away against Israel. Uh, we produce this radio program, Israel and You. We're producing a book called The Casualty of Contempt, which shows what happens to a church that rejects Israel. One of the authors of this book, The Casualty of Contempt, is Dr. Gerald McDermott. He used to be a replacement theologian, but his heart has changed. He's written a book entitled Israel Matters. And so would you help us uh, make presentations on evangelical college campuses to help turn the tide that is spreading across evangelicalism today. There's an old story of a man who's building a bridge at twilight. And another gentleman comes up to him and says, why are you building this bridge? The sun is setting and you're, you're old. You'll probably never cross this bridge. And the man said, I'm not building the bridge for myself because one day there'll be a younger person that will be coming down this pathway and they will fall into the, the river. I'm building the bridge for them. And so you can help us today. And if you would like to donate to what we're trying to accomplish, you can go to IsraelTeam.org and you can hit the donate button. And uh, this month we're offering a beautiful gift for a donation of any size. We're sending out uh, the ancient Jewish concept of blessing, uh, which will really enhance your life, your Bible study. If you'd like to also give through the mail, you can give to Israel Team, P.O. Box 91779, Mobile, Alabama. Coming up is our good friend Stuart Roth from the American Center for Law and Justice. My name is Stuart Roth, and I serve as senior counsel at the American Center for Law and Justice. I'm really here to talk today about anti-Semitism and anti-Semitism on our college campuses and high school campuses, where there's a proliferation of hate going on throughout the country. Part of our work at the American Center for Law and Justice, especially the last handful of years, has been focused on college campuses throughout the country. Anti-Semitism, really, it's like a malignant tumor. And I've partnered up with Aaron Free. I've known Aaron since 1990s, almost 30 years we've been working together. And Aaron has started this unbelievable organization that's going out throughout the country to college campuses to discuss these issues. This is a timely ministry that I really am behind. In fact, we partner up with Aaron 
on these kinds of cases. When we find out that there are anti-Semitic or hate incidents against the Jewish communities on college campuses, we put together a phenomenal team of lawyers and descend on those locations to ensure that the rights of Jewish students are protected in these times. Aaron's ministry works hand in hand with us because they are out there teaching. They're teaching students about anti-Semitism. They're on college campuses, Christian college campuses, teaching students about their Jewish roots and to be aware of anti-Semitic activities. We can only do this if we work together. So at the American Center, we're handling cases from a legal perspective. Aaron is handling cases on college campuses by teaching students about their Jewish roots, teaching students on how to be aware of anti-Semitic activities. So I'm here today in support of Aaron and Israel team advocates, and I want you to support them too. I'm Stuart Roth with the American Center for Law and Justice. Thank you for your time and your prayer. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Welcome back to Israel and You, and we have a very special guest with us uh, for the show, Stuart Roth. Stuart serves as Senior Counsel at the American Center for Law and Justice and the European Center for Law and Justice. Stuart has attended law school with Chief Counsel at the ACLJ, Jay Sekulow, and they have practiced law together since 1980. Stuart is a nationally known and recognized constitutional lawyer and has given his legal analysis and commentary on hundreds of national television and radio broadcasts. Stewart has participated in 12 cases that have been argued before the United States Supreme Court, including the landmark decisions of Merges and Lambs Chapel that altered the landscape of religious liberties litigation. Stewart has also been involved in defending Israel before the International Criminal Court in The Hague. And the best thing I could say about Stewart in Yiddish, it's the word mensch. And mensch simply means a wonderful human being with noble character character and integrity. And Stuart, for 25 years, has been my best friend, and he helped me embrace my Jewish roots and the Jewish roots of my faith. So, Stuart, welcome to Israel and You. It's great to be with you, Aaron. I'm, I'm happy to be part of your your broadcast and uh, and what you're doing that is absolutely so important and so timely. And Stuart, you've been involved uh, with the American Center for Law and Justice in defending Israel for years and years. And in your work at the ACLJ, do you see an alarming rise in anti-Semitism in America? Well, actually, it's it's shocking. Um, you know, anti-Semitism is 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 one of those uh, spiritual cancers that that's out there, and people say you just scratch the surface and you'll find it. But, but now it's all come to the surface. And it, the focus of our practice is primarily on the college campuses throughout the country. And I know that's something that you're addressing. And there's been a proliferation of anti-Semitism. To me, it's like a malignant cancer. We are, we are fielding uh, complaints and issues uh, and harassment on college campuses throughout the country, uh, whether it's east, west, or in the south. It appears that anti-Semitism is is rising to the surface, and uh, and schools are 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 having a problem figuring out how to handle uh, this abuse of Jewish students. If it's an abuse of 
other types of minority groups, uh, school administrations seem to understand exactly what they have to do uh, to in- enforce the rule of law, enforce the student code. But when it comes to anti-Semitism, sometimes uh, they call it political speech and that other people are speaking out against Israel or uh, uh, against Jews and they're calling it free speech activities. And we're uh, appearing on campuses throughout the country to make them understand that this is harassment, this violates the student, uh, student code of conduct, and that these sorts of activities cannot be tolerated. Obviously, Stuart, you're a Jewish man and as you've seen this rise, I mean, we're seeing uh, Jewish cemeteries uh, being vandalized. We're uh, witnessing in, in uh, San Diego, California, young 19-year-old, actually a, a Christian, he attended a Christian church, walks into a, a Jewish synagogue and, and opens fire and murders a Jewish women, woman Uh shoots a Jewish rabbi, a, a little girl, and her uncle. I mean, as you're witnesses these things as a Jewish man, uh, what are your concerns about this current rise of Jewish hatred across America? Well, you know, one of the things that we know from just watching the news every day in terms of uh, hate and the proliferation of hate and violence is that the internet is obviously is is obviously fueled this and enabled it. So, you know, where you have, you know, anti-Semitic pockets and individuals and people, you know, located throughout the country and throughout the world, now they can congregate online and plan these sorts of activities. So, you know, Jewish groups and synagogues and Jewish people and activities are going to be targets. We know that worldwide, not just the United States, but all over the world. And they have to be very, very careful because the internet has provided a source uh, for these individuals and groups to plan anti-Semitic attacks. So where we have anti-Semitic thought and feelings and sentiments, uh, the action that can be taken to harm, you know, Jewish people or or other people of faith uh, is is really um, predominant in, in, in people's minds and thoughts and prayers because they know that evil people have a forum of which to plan violence and attacks and disruption. So, yes, it's very disconcerting uh, to me as, as as a Jew, as a Messianic Jew, um, for churches and synagogues and places of worship throughout the country because there is a sickness out there, and that sickness is is in, being enabled by, you know, this tool of the Internet, which we use, you know, as a wonderful tool for a lot of useful purposes, but it's also being used uh, to perpetuate, you know, violence against people of faith and, and, and Jews. You hmm. uh, and Jay have been involved for a long time at the ACLJ in defending Israel and international tribunals and international forums and at the International Criminal Court. And what are some of the issues surrounding this uh, in international hate within many of these tribunals that are directed against uh, Israel? Well, I'll start off with the United Nations. So the United Nations, uh, there's about 164, 167 countries in the world. 
And uh, the United Nations seems to be fixated on passing resolutions, especially of all places, the Human Rights Council, resolutions against Israel, uh, resolutions regarding building a quote unquote settlement. We hear the word settlement. All that means is a housing community in, in, in an area that the Palestinians claim you know, which they've been claiming for the last 75 years is going to be part of their future state. So they're passing resolutions against Israel, you know, almost at every single session. Most of the resolutions passed in the Human Rights Council have been against Israel. That's despite the fact that groups like ISIS are decapitating Christians on beaches. That despite the fact of countries like China have forced Christians to worship millions, tens of millions of Christians to worship underground. That's despite the fact that in Eastern Europe, uh, Christians are being persecuted, especially evangelical Christians are being persecuted because they're members of the wrong church. So the persecution of of Christians and other minority groups worldwide to the most horrific extent are being overlooked. So the UN Human Rights Council can pass a resolution against Israel because they built a building in a neighborhood that they thought may be part of a future Palestinian state. So the hatred at the UN for Israel and the United States, quite frankly, um, is, is, is well known. And then there's another international forum called the International Criminal Court, which was formed uh, many, many years ago with the specific purpose of providing a forum for people who lived in areas and countries where they had no legal system and where justice could not be, uh, could, could, could not be meted out because the court system was corrupt or the court system was under threat or they didn't even have a court system in some third world countries where there is there is absolute brutality and there can't be a fair jury or trial because judges are threatened by uh by the defendants by the prosecutors and so this international criminal court was created uh to handle those very matters but the international criminal court instead of handling those cases are going after like the United States for alleged war crimes in Afghanistan, you know, 20 years ago. They're going after Israel for alleged war crimes for defending itself from rocket and missile attacks from Gaza. So we've been very active in those forums because Israel and the United States is, are not parties to the treaty that formed the International Criminal Court, which has no jurisdiction over the United States and Israel, but they keep trying. So instead of handling the cases for which they were um, sanctioned, for which they were formed to handle in those poor, forgotten nations where the people uh, have no chance at justice, they're running after Israel, they're running after the United States. So we continue to push back there. And we were over there in last December for a week, making arguments in a case where they're trying to go after the United States uh, for the war crimes and uh, alleged war crimes in Afghanistan after 9-11. This is how far back it is. So we're very active on the international front defending the rights of, of Israel. Stuart, thank you so much for being with us. And thank you for what you're doing at the American Center for Law and Justice in defending the Jewish people and defending Israel. If you'd like to be a bridge builder to help the millennial generation grasp the significance of Israel, we'd love to have you be a part of Israel Team. And you can go to israelteam.org. And this month, for a gift of any size, we're going to give you 
one uh, semester's worth of curriculum, which is a four-week study on our topic for this month, which is the ancient Jewish concept of blessing. So if you go to IsraelTeam.org, simply press the donate button. It'll give you directions on how you can get this material. God bless you. Thank you for being with us today. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.